0: Good evening, folks. We are back two episodes, two weeks in a row. We've broken our little cold streak that we had. Mm-hmm. It's your boy Devin Hine across the table, as always. Mr. Luke Mueller. I want to say hi to the people, Luke. Hi, folks. Oh, my bad. It's supposed to be Yeah, folks, I mean, you kind of messed it up there. Whatever. But that's okay. You know what? It's listen. This up ep- this episode's really last minute. Considering the game starts in half an hour. Welcome back to another episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain, as usual. We are going to first review last week's game against mm-hmm. the Washington football team. And then we will preview tonight's game slash potential slaughter against the Arizona Cardinals. So, as usual, mm-hmm. let us begin. Washington mm-hmm. football team. Yeah. Give me first thought. First thoughts of thought, the game.
1: First thought was, man, I really wish we won by more. Yeah. That, I think that was my first thought. Like, after the first quarter, because we're always slow, for whatever reason, we're anti- with well, the exact opposite of last year, right? Yes. Where we started so hot every game. Really front where the front runners and every win almost, right? And this year we're just every end of first quarter always seems to be 7-7, doesn't matter if we're playing a good team, doesn't matter if we're playing a bad team. It feels like it's 7-7, we start slow, they start slow. It is what it is at this point. But this is a game I wish we could have really run away with it. It because it felt like we were the better team the entire time, I think. I was. The game was never in jeopardy, I felt like. But we also didn't put it away. We let them kind of hang
0: around. No, we didn't. Um, if we look back to a couple of Washington's big plays, I especially think of that bomb from Tyler Heineke to Terry McLaurin for I think it was like 40-something yards. Yeah. Newly acquired linebacker Jalen Smith, who I feel like we're only using to rust the passer. Passer, yeah, uh, he was he was right there. Like I don't know how Heineke got he just, out of that sack, he just
1: missed it just by half a second because he's a magician. <laughs> <Because> Heineke <laughs> is actually a magician. So we learn.
0: So we learn in this game, folks. So, but barely gets it off, and then Stokes is in coverage, and he's he's right there. He's right on Scary Terry. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Scary Terry's one of the best top ten receivers in the NFL. Yeah. He's going to make that play and did. So, but I, I agree. This game felt like it was a lot closer than it should have been. Yeah. You know, I was trying to go with the, listen, they don't all have to be pretty. A win's a win, but it just didn't feel right.
1: I think part of that is because it's kind of how every game's been. They've either been tight or we've kind of let them stay in the game, right? So, like, we didn't put away the Bears, really, um, that kind of thing. We haven't had a 30-3 to 3 game or something like that. We haven't really stepped on someone's throat. So I think that's part of it. It's just, you know, as a fan, it can get a little frustrating because I know that our team is way better than Washington. Oh, yeah. And we just, I mean, we kind of showed it, but we also kind of didn't.
0: It also felt like to me that this Washington team, after, you know, back in the of the playoffs last year, they got a lot of young talent. Yeah. Felt like they had really been underperforming so far this season.
1: Especially that defense.
0: That defense, but Heineke as well, right? I remember watching this kid, a no-name guy to what, Old Dominion, watching him against yeah. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and he gave him a run for his money. Yeah. Scrambling quarterback, not the strongest arm, but with the threat of the run, you can make a lot happen with that stout defensive, stout defensive line. I was afraid this could be a get-right game for them, and although they didn't win the aspects of the team that I was excited about for Washington last year, they showed up, right? Yeah,
1: I think, you know, we can start right there, right? Taylor Heineke, I was super impressed with him. Do I think he's a great quarterback? No, no, I don't, Uh, but he's a lot of fun to watch, right? So if you're not going to win, at least be fun to watch him just scrambling around pretending he's like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Um, I think the long... In this game, overall, rushing was him for 38 yards. He just booked it down the middle of the field. Yeah, Look there were stride. no Packers in sight. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We left the middle wide open. Which but,
0: we're going to get back to. We will. But, you know, it's similar. It's like we're playing a uh, another mobile quarterback this week. who's probably yeah, a little bit more mobile. Could cause a problem. Yeah. We'll get back to that later. I mean, their running game in general, so Heineke ran rampant. Yeah. And Antonio Gibson... Looking back at the stats, there's only 14 rushes for 51 yards. It felt like a lot more than that.
1: It did, which is crazy because the long was six, which means all of his carries went for between basically two and six yards. But yeah, he he picked up some some first downs. He had some decent runs kind of when they needed him. Um, But overall, I think it's probably colored by Taylor Heineke just streaking down the field. But that's okay. That's okay. We kind of held it together enough, clearly. Mm-hmm. And we we took advantage of Heineke's, I don't want to say issues, but probably shortcomings a little bit, enough, right? The defense had a good game. We broke the the red zone
0: streak. Thank heavens. And we didn't right? just break it, but now we have a new streak. Of we do! Three drives in a row where it's we crazy. didn't give him a touchdown. It's crazy. In the red zone. Granted... At least one of them was definitely helped out by Mr. Heineke and a oh, lack of decision. I mean,
1: if I'm completely honest, I feel bad for the kid.
0: I would have called it a touchdown, but I understand he gave himself up short. Right. But yeah, that was that was a really lucky break for
1: us. He went and took the leap. I mean, he grew up a Brett Far fan. That's why he wears number four. Like I was like, oh man, like I want you guys to lose. Obviously, and the Packers win. Mm-hmm. But if you score a touchdown and you found the one Washington football team fan in attendance, you go do your leap. Highlight of his life. And it didn't count.
0: I was also a little disappointed in the Packer fan sitting next to him who didn't shove him down. Oh, I think
1: that needs to be talked about. Absolutely, he was just letting it happen. Absolutely not. So you I pushed that guy back
0: down. I hope it is workplace. Like the first thing Monday morning, his manager called him in and he's like, "What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, seriously, you have to get it together when you, when you are a fan in that position mm-hmm. on the field, right when you're down there on the end zone, in the end zone, knowing that this is, this could happen." Either you receive a Packer player, or you get one of somebody from the other team, right? Trying to jump up, you know you have to smack that down. It's like throwing the baseball back and in, in the stands of baseball, right? Like you, you can't let it happen.
0: Mm-mm. Not quite as disrespectful as you know maybe the belt, but it's close, man. You don't, yeah. you don't lambo leap.
1: No, you can't do it. You can't do
0: it. I take more offense to lambo leaping than Randy Moss's infamous shooting the moon. I would agree with that, day. but
1: also like I said. I felt for Taylor Heineke a little bit, right? Probably the highlight of his life
0: at that point. But not all the defensive stops in the red zone were due to Tyler Heineke's uh, misgivings. No, no. Mr. Shannon Sullivan, who it was his dad's first time watching him play. Yeah, was uh, a great story. The, great story. They were trying to do a little, looks like a little wheel route to Adam Humphreys. Yes, I'm sure that sounded horrible, folks. I hit the mic. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. They're trying to do a little talking wheel with route. Talk hands. Talk with my hands. <laughs> Doing a wheel route to Adam Humphreys where you're hoping that the uh, the corner on him gets caught in the traffic. And Sully was there stride for stride, picked it off. Great play.
1: Showed great hands, too, adjusting mm-hmm. to the ball. Kind of tried to do a little back shoulder action there. Sully had none of it. Awesome. Great to see him. Have a nice little game there, and yeah, like you said, just great stops in the red zone. I mean, you you would expect we would have gotten a fluky one by now,
0: right? Tip balls, you know, fumbles, something, right. something,
1: penalty that pushes you out into field goal range. Like it could be anything, right? And it took this long, but new streak.
0: Hopefully, we continue it tonight. Hopefully, we continue it tonight. I am not going to be holding my breath. <laughs> no, me neither. But we can speak into positivity. Just going back to Sully, you know he, his first year in Green Bay, what was it, 2019? Yeah, 2019. Uh, yeah, I think so. Really good season. Mm-hmm. I felt like we got to steal at the slot corner, 2020. Like for a lot of us, a little rough for Mister Sullivan. It was kind of a rough year, yeah. Reports that maybe he was asked to do a little bit too much in Mike Pettin's defense. Mm-hmm. He seems to be more at home uh, with Mister. Joe Barry. Mr. Joe Barry, thank you. It's it's late in the evening. I'm getting older. Memory goes a little bad. That's what happens. Sorry about it, folks. Any other thoughts on defense? Because we've kind of been focusing on that.
1: Uh, I think overall the defense played really well, right? Um, even though it didn't count, I like to see Jalen Smith on that blitz, getting home, getting some pressure. Uh, I think that the fact that you can't tell we have injuries that outside linebacker really, for the most part, is a good thing. Devondra Campbell played a great game again. I mean...
0: 11 tackles. 11
1: tackles. I mean, he just... That's what he does. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Savage. He played great. He was flying on some of those plays. He's been flying all season. He has, but its he's clearly not thinking as much as he has in the past. He's just doing and reacting. When he flew up and just smacked McKissick... Yeah, Right. beautiful. Just smacked him. I mean, came out of nowhere watching the replay on that. It's just... Great play. That's what he's. That's what you're hoping for. I I know we all kind of expected a little bit of a ball hawk, right? And yes. That's, we're, I'm almost missing that to a certain degree, but dude's kind of a heat-seeking missile out there. He's flying around.
0: That's what he's become, and I don't remember seeing that from him at all the first couple of years.
1: No, very much. I, I expected a lot more center fielder.
0: I hate to bring it up, yeah. Like if we talk about the you know the really bad NFC title game against San Francisco, a lot of those long runs, I mean, it was it was poor sealing um, the edge, but also yeah. like he took really shitty angles, right? Yep. He had a lot of missed tackles, so now we see him playing so aggressively on the ball. I love it. Beautiful to see. I love it, and we
1: should bring up Stokes a little bit too. He had some great plays on uh, Scary Terry. He did give up that one touchdown, but. When you're playing a great wide receiver, that's going to happen. And he was in great position. I mean, he doesn't seem to get burned. Mm-mm. Right? I mean, you've seen a couple times he gets beat off the line, but his ridiculous speed, he seems like he just warps into position. He may not make the play, and I think that's what I'm looking forward to him in future years probably. Those ball skills need to get a little bit better because he's always there. Always. Right? So I think... If you can turn some of those into more PBUs, interceptions, he has such a bright future in this league. And him across from dry air for years to come, whoo, with Savage flying around in the back, I love it.
0: we got to figure out some salary cap issues we're going to have. Yeah, that but could be a problem. It's it's a scary thought. That's secondary. And I know that a lot of our wins are not going to be as pretty as they should be, right? And a lot of that is due to the injuries that we have. And I'm trying to see glass half full in so many situations. And the clear one I see is we're putting the unrookie corner. We're putting Stokes on their best receivers. Week in and week out. Week in and week out. He's not getting his ass kicked. Imagine, knock on wood, Mm -hmm. we get Jair back. Jair goes to the number one. Yeah. You have Stokes on number two. Sully in the slot playing better.
1: And let's take that a step further, right? Rasul Douglas has been playing great, I think, for what we've asked of him, to step in off the street, essentially. Big
0: upgrade over Isaac Yadam. I will
1: definitely agree there. 100%. He's out there, and I'm not scared. I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. Now there's that, and then also Kevin King comes back. I know, sore subject for, for a lot of us Packer fans. However, him is your fourth boundary corner. Like, that's fantastic depth.
0: It's still a luxury to have. I know... Kevin King and luxury usually don't go together. Right,
1: but him is your third or fourth, hopefully fourth, because Rasul Douglas has played really well, I think. Um, And I like the aggression he shows as well. But him is your fourth corner. I mean, that secondary is absolutely stacked at that point.
0: I think we can all agree we would have Kevin King over Isaac Yadam. 100%. Isaac Yadam doesn't see the field at all. Hopefully not.
1: Hopefully not. And then we even have the fifth round rookie as the backup
0: slot corner. Shamar Jean Charles. Such love, a fun name. What a name. Love the name. Gotta Hopefully, say I love the player. I did not love seeing him though in what was it, against Pittsburgh when JR went down and we were he just does. scrambling.
1: You're just throwing people
0: out there. We had him out wide. I was like, Sir, you do not belong there. No no no. no, no. Absolutely not. In the slot? Yeah, it's fine. Try him out. But like this guy can't be over five foot eight. Like he's a low guy. A little Shamar. <laughs> yeah. His name is, you know, longer than he is tall. Correct. So I I didn't love that. We got the win. It's fine. All right. On to offense.
1: On to offense.
0: What I didn't love. No running game. Yeah, I was just gonna say, just absolutely none. Aaron Jones, six carries, nineteen yards. AJ Dillon, three carries, six yards. I feel like we were not trying to get him involved, but when he was on the field, two fumbles.
1: I think it speaks absolute volumes that Kylan Hill closed that game out.
0: It was a message like, you fumble, son, you go on the bench.
1: It was. I mean, obviously, Aaron Jones, the game was out of hand. Not out of hand, but definitely out of reach at that point. So you don't throw Aaron Jones out there. Injury concerns. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Kylan Hill going in for those last couple, that can't feel good if you're A.J. Dillon.
0: But, I mean, we also do want to get a look at the kid,
1: right? Yeah, no, I, I love sprinkling them in, especially a little bit earlier on. Mm-hmm. I love that, but absolutely no run game, and we didn't even try. I, what we did, we had 15 carries the whole game, and a lot of that was trying to bleed clock at the end. And you got Rodgers as your second leading rusher.
0: Well, I mean, he was wheeling, man. He was. I mean,
1: <laughs> the athleticism is still <laughs> just scooting. Look at look at that two weeks in a row. But at the lack of run game didn't really hurt us this game, but when we were at halftime, I think it was, and Rodgers had 23 pass attempts. Like, this is there's no reason for
0: this. Mm-mm. We don't need that to happen. I mean, maybe they were just figuring that Washington's defensive front was you know dominating. The running game wasn't gonna happen, which is fair. But we didn't even try. We didn't try, and then Lafleur gets really nervous. He really hesitates to call play action when the running game is not successful,
1: which is a problem because we're most successful when we utilize play action.
0: Exactly. Like you use the run to set up play action, but I do think almost like reverse psychology, if you're using play action well, it can still help the running game.
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of this ties into our offensive line. Not, I don't want to say struggles because they haven't truly struggled, but play action can kind of help you out a little bit. Get some of those defensive linemen out of position right mm-hmm. chasing the wrong direction that kind of thing buy you a little bit of time to go deep when you if you're in an empty set or, or something like that you're not you're not going to have that time against that kind of d-line not with who we're putting out there at the at the tackle spots and the guards at this point but god bless yosh <sighs> killing it uh <laughs> miss him miss him already but that's okay i think we need to run the ball. That's a staple of this offense. And I was not super happy to see the lack of run game.
0: The only thing in the running game I did like, I think it was a reverse to EQ. Yeah. Getting him involved a little bit. Using that speed. And I think it was in the first quarter, we tried like an MVS like shot to EQ, which I like to see. We have to, I mean, we thought MVS was going to be back tonight for the game against the Cardinals and he won't be. You have to have that vertical threat down the field to keep the defense honest. Happy to see EQ being useful.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm excited to kind of see what more we do with him, right? Uh, We'll get into a little bit more as we talk about the upcoming game, but it was nice to see him involved in the game plan, I think. That was really good to see.
0: As I said last week, we're even again, man. We're cool. I'm not hating on you. Let's see what you can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm good with you. I'm good with you at this point. We've
0: kept you around for a few years now, right? Yeah. Yeah great moments are born from great opportunities
1: mm-hmm.
0: yet I mean he's getting more and by golly tonight he's gonna have a <laughs> lot of
1: opportunities and I think we'll potential for a little throwback to the greatest moments and the greatest opportunities we've seen in recent times we'll get into
0: that. do we move on to Arizona uh, do you not have yet else? not yet
1: I want to give a little shout out to big Bob McHenry oh, Zone, McKenry Zone oh And I said I was going to bring this up, so I absolutely will, right? Big Bob, McHenry's out. Okay,
0: okay. I think I even predicted. I'm pretty sure I texted you like, oh,
1: shit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I got multiple texts from multiple people regarding the sequence of events. So, right, we get the Dean Lowry interception fumble. It was a fumble recovery, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not an interception, but we get that. Rockford's own Dean Lowry stepping up making plays shout out to Dean Lowry by the way
0: he's played really well even I will admit I've been very pleased with his production
1: yeah he's looked great Lancaster still not so much but Dean Lowry's looked great Rockford's own Dean Lowry
0: you can't see it there's eye rolls happening on my end
1: and I love it because I'm never going to stop as long as we have these guys around (laughs) (laughs) just wait until Jack Heflin actually gets to play anyway so we get the ball back right And what, what happens? What happened, Devin? What
0: happened? That, that Tunyon guy, he did something, didn't he?
1: He's not, he's not just Big Bob Tunyon. He's McHenry's own Big Bob, Big Bob Tunyon. He's McHenry's own. You're right, Luke. And not only was that great to see for me and the barrage of texts I got giving me crap for that, because I am trying to make this a thing, by the way. It will stick. It's already sticking with your family. It's, this is this is happening.
0: We're spreading it. We're spreading the we brand.
1: Are. We are spreading the brand <laughs> of random people from Illinois. Um, but I like that we got him more involved, right? I mean, he's been chipping and blocking and doing so many things that he's not particularly good at.
0: So no, getting, but he's a team player and knows that we need it. And we getting him it.
1: involved in the passing game was wonderful. And I'm going to use that as great segue into Big Dog. It just, just a breakout game here. Thirty-two, thirty-one yards, three catches. Just refusing to go down, taking the whole defense with him. Lumbering. I mean, not getting very far necessarily, but taking every other player with him for a ride.
0: There was, a, there was a point in the game when, so I was watching my dad and his girlfriend and and her nephew, and my dad was getting like Big Bob and Mercedes confused, and I was like, all right, dad, listen, here's here's how you distinguish the tight ends, okay? If it's someone catching the ball 10 yards down the field, it's it's probably Tunyon. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's pretty much the only one that goes vertical.
0: If he gets a reception for five yards and under, that's Josiah. Yep. And if he gets a dis- reception anywhere from five yards to 15, and then he takes somebody's manhood and he runs him over, that's big dog.
1: That's definitely big dog, without a
0: doubt. And that works every single time. Every time.
1: Like Has he gone down with the first contact? I don't think so. I don't think it's possible. He's the A.J. Dillon of tight ends. He's so big man I mean he's a giant out there even compared to other tight ends I mean he's 6'6 260 whatever it is dude's big and he's got he I think he's really leaned into that old man strength at this point
0: we talk about you know men amongst boys more so like in the high school or the college game but yeah somehow is it is it grandpa amongst men I don't know uh, what at we're this calling point pretty dollar.
1: much but he's he's been killing it recently I love every time we throw like a little screen to him especially for a split second, I'm like, why are we throwing to the slowest person that could possibly catch a football? I mean, realistically, some of our offensive linemen may be slightly more athletic at this point in their careers. Wouldn't be surprised. Right? But he gets 10 yards every time.
0: Every time. because he just, he just takes them with him. When you're talking about those tight end screens to slow people, you know what I think of? And what a beautiful contrast this is. I think of Jimmy Graham. Oh, God. I think <laughs> of Jimmy Graham and him getting like two or three yards and that's it and going down easily.
1: Someone just looks at him. The dude would fall down on those little arrow routes. He'd run to the flat, catch the ball, turn, fall, gain of one yard. Every
0: time. And he was like the prize of that offseason. Then we have Mercedes Lewis who just keeps on coming back, keeps on delivering. I think this is the best he's looked since he's been with us.
1: I agree. We're actively involving him and not just in the run. We're using his incredible blocking as just kind of creating a decoy out of him. And then occasionally he'll just leak out there to the flat, catch the ball, rumble for
0: 15 yards. I mean, it's it's working great. I think you mentioned it last week. He's one of these guys. Like I think he might be the Packers' favorite player.
1: I yeah, yep. I did I did mention that, and that thought is even more entrenched now.
0: When he does something, just watch the whole sideline.
1: Yeah, they go crazy.
0: Like they go more crazy for a. 12 yard Mercedes truck than yep. like a 70 yard Devontae touchdown. 100%. Love to see it.
1: Yep. I hope he stays on as a coach whenever he decides to hang him up.
0: We just need him in the organization. Yeah,
1: he's just, just got to be there somewhere.
0: He's basically already a coach now. Exactly. Just keep him on the sidelines.
1: You know, maybe change out his hoodie to those nice white ones they were wearing last week.
0: Very nice. I was thinking about getting one, but, you know, white hoodie's dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I can't go there personally. Spill right away. Great jerseys, though. Speaking of hoodies, still upset. And, you know, talking about Arizona later, still upset that the James Jones year, they never found a way to sell those hoodies. Like I mean, James that Jones really
1: year. seems like just a complete marketing failure.
0: That year I went to the Packers game, I was like, do you guys have this, you know, little James Jones hoodie? are like, oh, no, we don't. We should. I'm like, yeah, you should. Obviously you should. I would pay $200 for that. 100%.
1: And then they banned wearing hoodies. Also, the fact that he was wearing hoodies, pretty much regardless of weather, was amazing. Loved it. And, like, not Under Armour like everybody else, just a
0: hoodie. And it was a hoodie with no sleeves, too. Loved it. What made him make that decision, <laughs> I don't know, but it gave him superhero powers that season. Loved it. Loved it, loved it. So now I ask permission, because I always jump the gun. You are do. We, are we on to Arizona?
1: I think we're on to Arizona. We're
0: on to Arizona. All right. All right. So, you know, a week and a half ago, looking into this matchup against Arizona, who I now believe is 7-0. and 7-0. Oh, oh. I didn't feel great. Um, you know, Jair is not playing. Zadarius isn't playing. Some of the Bakhtiari, right? Cardinals, I think, on paper, probably have the most talent in the NFL. So I wasn't loving that matchup. Yeah,
1: they're definitely up there, if not there.
0: Wasn't loving it before. And then we hear that Devontae Lazard and Mr. Defensive Coordinator Joe Barry are all gonna be out. I don't know if any of them confirmed have COVID or if they're all just close proximity I've, people.
1: I think, given my understanding of the rules, is that Devonte does. Devante because he does. he's vaccinated and if you're a close contact it basically doesn't count if you're vaccinated. You only go into the protocols and, and have to test and everything if you're positive. Lazard, I believe, is unvaccinated. Close He's contact. close contact of Devante.
0: Barry, do we know?
1: I don't know. I'm
0: at, I imagine he's probably vaccinated, but I don't know. So if we haven't heard it on the show already, because I Uh-oh, say it all the go. time, I'm a nurse. I have to talk a little COVID. I'll be gentle. Mm-hmm. I just wanted us to stop for a second. He's... Obviously, as Packer fans, we're like, "Oh shit, we don't have Devontae, we don't have Joe Barry. Like, it's it's gonna be rough for the game." And while that is true, we just need to stop and think for a moment. Like, these are people. Absolutely. These are people with families. Yep. And around this time uh, last year, I got COVID, working on the front line, and I've seen what it can do to people. So I'm really happy to hear you say that. You know, we think Devontae's mm-hmm. vaccinated. In my experience, the people that are vaccinated that are still getting it, they're not the ones going to the hospital. They're the ones who, like me, have pretty mild symptoms. They're over it over in about a week, and they're all good. So thoughts, prayers, good vibes, whatever you want to send their way. Yeah, this is something I want to throw out there. Yeah,
1: first and foremost, we want to make sure that that those three are happy and healthy going forward. Right, that's the most important part. See.
0: I controlled myself. I appreciate that. I know you were nervous about that. A little but bit. <laughs> no Kirk Cousins jokes. So I'm going to keep it respectable, folks. Thank Please you for do. staying with us. All right. Arizona, man. Arizona. You know, I was just thinking about this Arizona. Thinking about Arizona, the history with Arizona.
1: We have a lot of it. We have a lot of history. Kind
0: surprisingly. We got the uh, the first playoff game with Mr. Rogers, 2009, where we go down by like 28 to Kurt Warner. Yeah. Which I personally think hot take, I think those Kurt Warner on the Cardinals, mm-hmm. that team, that passing game was better than the greatest show on turf, my opinion. Ooh, hot take. Okay. Hot take, but okay. I remember just thinking like we cannot stop them.
1: That that was true. Cause we did not.
0: And we still had good pieces in that secondary. Yeah. So uh,
1: yeah, Nick Collins was back there, and that whole game. Charles Woodson,
0: Jarrett Bush, you had some real studs back there.
1: Yeah, okay, Jarrett Bush,
0: let's let's calm down there. Okay, would but. you rather have Isaac Yadam? All right, I'm right, stay in your lane. So we we have that game. Uh,
1: yeah, the the face mask that didn't get called, which losses the game. Uh,
0: wasn't it, was it Mike Adams? It was something like Justin that. Justin Bethel. I, I
1: try really hard not to think back on all of our playoff losses.
0: I do remember that. The corner that had this strip sack face mask, not called fumble, he was the guy Rodgers was picking on the entire second half. It's kind of how it always seems to go. So it's kind of like karma's a bitch. And then of course, we gotta talk about twenty fifteen. We have to. So a couple episodes ago, right? Well, when the show first started, we you know Luke and I said who our guys are. Right. Mm -hmm. We've always had our guys since we've been friends. And I cannot think of a guy that was more Luke's guy <laughs> than Jeff Janis. I mean, That's this true. was he, he his was my dude. Guy. <laughs> so for those who don't remember, 2015, we yep. go to the Cardinals, and I want to say it's the wildcard round, divisional round, Dead. probably wild card. And was that the year Jordy was out? That Everyone was out. Jordy was out. I th- we might have had Devontae at that point. Rookie Devontae, he was out. Cobb was out. The only, literally, the only three receivers we had on that team, that was the year of the hoodie. So James Jones, <laughs> yep. Jared Abadaris out of Wisconsin, and uh, Jeff Janice. Those were that was it. the That's only all we had. three receivers we had. Mm-hmm. And at the time, James Jones, the hoodie, was doing his thing. He was obviously the number one target. And Arizona had Patrick Peterson, who, again, at the time, was like a top three corner, if not yeah. the best corner in the league.
1: And realistically, James Jones was not at his peak anymore. I would say at that point.
0: I don't know. He stole the hoodies, so anything was possible.
1: 100%. 100%. But I think he was on the downside of his career in 2015.
0: What a weird game that was, right? So weird. Pick off Carson Palmer three times. Mm -hmm. Do nothing with it. Yep. We're backed up with under a minute to go. It's like fourth and 26. Basically at our goal line, almost. Rodgers does his little scramble outside the pocket. Throws it up to Jeff Janis. 50-yard bomb. Yep. Completion. First down. I go absolutely crazy. As do I. I think I FaceTimed my father at that point. He's like, why are you calling me? And I'm like, Dad, did you just see what happened? And he's like, calm I just, Cal- I calm just down. started screaming. Understandably so. And yep. then he does it again like two plays later with Patrick Peterson in coverage. If I remember right, it was,
1: I think it was like the next play. It was two Hail Marys like back to back.
0: I think there was a little bit of time in between. Maybe,
1: maybe. I mean, it doesn't matter. No, the, like the two greatest plays in NFL history, right? That That's the greatest drive by just a random schmuck, probably in NFL history.
0: Out of all the crazy Rodgers plays, I think those two are my favorite. And the fact that he did the exact same thing
1: twice, the whole rollout to the left, mm-hmm. obviously that second throw was crazy because he kind of got like laid out while doing it. But man, Jeff Janis. Miss him, and he did absolutely nothing besides that. Great gunner, I'll give him that. Yes, touch right. He was a fair catch machine because he would just sprinted down there. Don't know if he had any clue what to do when he got there. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He'd be right there in their face using all that speed, and that's all he had in his career was speed
0: and some heart. Lots of heart. I'll I think. give the man some heart I'll, too. I'll give,
1: him, I'll give him some heart. I think Jeff Janis currently owns. The, and this is a real thing. Like uh I believe he owns like a tire shop back home in Michigan, where he's from. Yeah, I think I think he owns like a tire shop.
0: Well, next time I need tires, going to Michigan, I guess. hundred percent. I will support Jeff Janice in anything he I does. I think
1: legitimately Rogers got tires from Jeff Janice. I believe that's a real thing.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. All right, guys, Love it. I know you're like, Why are they talking about this from twenty fifteen? What are they going on about? Is it partially because I think it's looking a little bleak for tonight? maybe
1: yeah the lack of wide receivers look at those parallels we
0: got a little symmetry going on here we do we do so the big question for the night at who least is this me, year's jeff janice who's jeff janice who's jeff janice who's jeff janice so let's look at our potential candidates all yeah. right i like this well randall cobb i'm gonna say he, no he can't be no. because he's already he's already super established yeah, right he's already a thing I also think that they're going to have Buddha Baker following him around a lot. Buda yeah, Baker is the uh, free safety for the Cardinals. He's going to be all pro this year. He's one of the best safeties in the league. He's just everywhere. They yep. went from the honey badger to him and it's like the exact same player. Correct. He's just the younger version now. So I wouldn't be surprised. They could put Honestly, I could see them putting Buda Baker on Randall Cobb man to man coverage or just have him like floating around the middle, almost like a spy, yeah. to cut off anything underneath. So Randall Cobb, no.
1: Yeah, he would not qualify.
0: I think the biggest two candidates, in my opinion, are EQ, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Because we were trying to get him open deep. Mm-hmm. Rodgers did have chemistry with him his rookie year.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: We've kept him around. There's obviously- a
1: heightweight weight, speed guy, just like Jeff Janis. Ooh, I like that comparison. Yeah, I mean, they're both big, tall, fast guys.
0: Very true. And then we elevated somebody today from the practice squad. We did. We did. Do you know who that is? I do. Is his last name
1: Winfrey? It is, Mister yeah.
0: Juan Winfrey. So back in, back in what was it? July. Yeah, pre-cheddar curtain days. Pre-cheddar curtain. Those are very dark days, guys. They were. we're we're here. We've made it. <laughs> so, it was, it was a, a few horse race to make the last receiver yeah. spot. There was Devin Funchess. There was Winfrey. EQ. Malik Taylor. Malik Taylor. Trying to figure out how many they would keep. Unfortunately, Devin Funches got hurt, so they let him go. So that made the decision a little bit easier. Winfrey ended up on the practice squad despite having a really good, promising early training camp. Right,
1: because then he got hurt for, for the second half of it. But apparently, making absolute waves
0: early on. Seemed like out of those four, he was the front runner early on until he got banged yeah. up. Yep. Yeah. So now we get to see what he can do. Mm hmm. So we have those two, and then you have Amari Rogers, who's just another slot like Cobb.
1: Yes, I, I I don't really think he would necessarily be the the pick.
0: Although you never know, he could have a breakout game. This would be an opportunity. All right, so we're we're thinking EQ. We're thinking maybe Winfrey.
1: I think EQ is probably a better direct parallel. Personally, but so I'm going to go with EQ. He's going to be my Jeff Janis of the week. <sighs>
0: He's a much better parallel, but just to be different, I'll take Winfrey. I like that. I like that. Or do I go like really crazy and ch- take Josiah to get like 10 yards? <laughs> if Josiah gets one catch over 10 yards, he's the new Jeff Janis. Deal? Deal. All right. Let's stop fooling around. Let's actually <laughs> let's preview this game. It. Sorry, folks. It's been a long day for both of us. All it right. Has. So this Cardinal team is no joke. They're 7-0 for a reason. It's Kyler, stacked. Kyler Murray is straight out balling. Yep. He has the fourth best QBR in the NFL. 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. And this team just, it sounds like something out of Madden. This offense is... It, it
1: looks like a Madden, especially they picked up Zach Ertz. Man. Literally look like a Madden team.
0: Chase Edmonds, their running back. Kind of smaller guy. What do you yep. think is averaging per carry, Luke? Just give me a guesstimate.
1: I think I'd probably get... Oh, man. Um, maybe like 4.8?
0: Yeah, 5.8. Woo! Unreal.
1: So that, That's some, like, young Aaron Jones right there, man. That's a very, very nice comparison. Yeah. He's got a lot of that in him. Great receiving. Can run some rounds. I like that.
0: So you have Edmonds, who appears to be the bell cow. And then you have James Conner, the guy that, that, that thought we were going to in Pittsburgh and just couldn't be in every down back.
1: But you know what? He vultures
0: touchdowns. He's definitely Jamal Williams. Six touchdowns in the He's definitely top. Jamal Williams. Definitely. Okay. So he's, he's the thumper, right? Yeah. So if he's in the game, let's go heavy. Right. But you think of the receiving core, and Hopkins really you know jumps off the page, right? He's Obviously. the first one you think of. So Hopkins, Kirk, and A.J. Green. It's a lot of talent. Hopkins is 420 yards. Christian Kirk is 408. A.J. Green is 406. And then oh by the way, you have Rondell Morrow, the second round pick out of Purdue, right? Who's, who's definitely just, shown a lot of
1: flashes. A straight burner. He is.
0: And then oh yeah, welcome Zach Ertz.
1: Right. Right. I'm gonna, I'm sad we're gonna miss Andy Isabella. Not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, he's inactive, unfortunately. He's, yeah. a, he's a me and Luke kind of guy. Yeah, he is. Short little white receiver, just another burner. Love it. If he was taller, he could be a Jeff Janis.
1: He could be. He could be. He's, you know, he's kind of a, a Scotty Miller type, type vibe to him. Just hasn't oh, done anywhere near as much. Don't say Scotty Miller, I know. Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those wounds aren't healed and then, yet. So, Zach Ertz, right? Zach Ertz. Um, I'm curious to see how much they, they throw to him. You know, there's only so many footballs. One. There's only one football.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of hungry mouths to
1: feed in this you offense. Do. You do. And Zach Ertz was not – clearly he's on the downslope of his career, right? That's why he got replaced by Dallas Goddard. But great possession receiver still.
0: He had like a 35-yard catch in his first game against – I mean, they were playing the Texans, but still, like – Yeah, he still got it. I he mean, he's not washed. <coughs> excuse me. Glad that made it in. Yeah, sorry about that, <laughs> folks. I'm having drinking difficulties. I'm just getting really choked up about this podcast. I mean, Zach Ertz and A.J. Green. These are guys that are both on the back end of their careers. But I would right. not be surprised if any given Sunday they go for 102 touchdowns. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Did you happen to see the Kyler Murray third and, third and 34 conversion to A.J. Green?
1: I did not, and I don't want to. Yeah.
0: Absolute dart. It's They're so good, man. Again... Playing the Texans, who are just a complete mess of an organization. Yeah, right? They're trading people left and right. On offense, they're completely stacked. Defense, they're not too shabby as well. Who do you think their leading sacker is? Oh. I'm tricking you here on purpose.
1: It, yeah, I was going to say. It's, I, Chandler Jones?
0: Chandler Jones has five sacks. Mr. Marcus Golden has six.
1: Oh, good Lord. Because I know Chandler Jones was out. Well, he had five in the first game. He really didn't do anything after that, huh? Oh, I guess I know he's not. been hurt. But That's math, right? That is math.
0: The only Interesting. Good, the only good news on the injury front for the Packers is that uh, Mr. J.J. Watt is not yeah, out for the season. Yeah, uh, who was
1: a Packer there for a minute or two, right? Basically confirmed at one point that he was going to be a Packer in the offseason.
0: Lies. Yeah. All the media lies. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Stefan Gilmore was going to be too and we saw how that worked <laughs> out.
1: But yeah, so J.J. Watt's out. That helps, right? So we can focus a little more attention on Jones and and Golden, that's and a good one, two punch. Good. That is good. That is good.
0: So, the other pieces in defense you got Byron Murphy who's leading on with three picks.
1: He's a good player, been around a while. He's a good, good player.
0: player. Uh, you also have Robert Alford, is getting a little older. I think we can probably take advantage of him. I'm hoping. Oh, they have a former Packer. I was just gonna say, who look got at significant it. Significant the... time in the secondary, folks. Remember at... the name
1: Chris Banjo? Oh, I do. I do remember Chris Banjo. I was looking at the depth chart, like, there's no way they have Chris Banjo. How. Okay.
0: Is he starting there, or is he just like a third safety dime package guy?
1: They show him
0: as second string free safety behind Buda Baker. But I know he gets a lot of snaps. But, like, why? Is he from Did he the, get better? Is he from, like, the Jerron McMillan, M.D. Jennings era? I think he was right
1: after that. He was, like, the first one where, like, okay, thank God it's not Jerron McMillan anymore. Chris Banjo. Look, he's 31 years years old and still in the league. I mean, good for him. He was Hope, just Hopefully good for us tonight. Hopefully good for us. He was just never good. Mm-mm. I mean, he wasn't as bad as MD Jennings
0: or anything like that, but
1: I he, I definitely would not have assumed he was still in the
0: league. Yeah, that was a real surprise. I think I saw him in a preseason game, and I was like, wait, that can't be Chris Banjo. He's got to be gone, right? Only the Packers would sign that guy.
1: A hundred percent. I'm shocked. And, yeah, it looks like he's getting getting some actual run here.
0: Interesting. We'll keep an eye out for Chris Panjo.
1: Now the we will. The one player I'm legitimately excited to watch on their defense. I mean, excited excited in general. Not excited for him to do anything. Isaiah Simmons. hmm Right? Like really interesting piece coming out of Clemson. You know, linebacker, safety. He can pretty much play every position on the defense at this point. Big guy, strong, fast, can cover, can tackle. Really inter- interested to see kind of how they use him and how do they utilize him because I haven't really watched much Cardinals, many Cardinals games. They're not on TV here, so interested to see how they utilize him.
0: As a Clemson fan, definitely watched him in college. Yeah, was, really want him to go to the Packers. Yeah, obviously didn't. But yeah, he could be a problem. I could see them uh, having him shadow Big Bob. That could be a problem. I mean, between him and Buddha Baker, Buddha Baker. Buda Baker. Buda Baker. You can have, uh, they got some formidable people in the middle. A lot of pieces that can kind of interchange, right? Definitely.
1: Yeah, very versatile defense there. So that'll be interesting. Except when Chris Banjo is in the game. We know exactly what Chris
0: Banjo does. I hope he throw a Chris Banjo every single time he's in the game. 100% we better. So Luke and I were talking about this before the show. Maybe I've already mentioned it. My apologies if I have. You know, it sort of felt like this Washington football team there were aspects of it that were a very, very light version of the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Dominant pass rushers mm-hmm. and then a running quarterback. Running quarterback and I think
1: versatile running backs. That's something we faced against Washington, too.
0: Yes, because Chase Edmonds can also be a threat out of the backfield. Yep. So it's kind of a, a two-sided coin here, right? There is now a film that shows that the Packers do not defend a, a mobile quarterback very well. So I hope that we make adjustments. I hope so. I'm hoping that we probably either go more zone or just spy. I don't know who you picked to spy though. Duh. yeah, I don't love that necessarily. I think Preston is active, but I can I love Preston. I do, and you have so much effort, bro. But that I can is, that's just that's not gonna work. Man. I can just see you being outrun. Yeah, that's not. Don't hurt me. I'm sorry. That's not but gonna happen. Campbell. Maybe, but then you take him away from his he's too valuable to rest the defense. Right. Like Orn Burks. He's fast.
1: We always have thought he's fast. I don't know if I've ever actually seen him
0: be fast. He's had some good sort of like Jalen Smith. His best plays have been when they send him on like a weird blitz. True. True. I Oren Burks is probably our best bet, honestly. Because Jalen Smith is inactive tonight. Didn't know, didn't even know he was banged up. Not really sure why he's inactive, but that's definitely an L in my book.
1: Maybe uh Ty Summers. Look at him out there.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, let's put Ty Summers on Kyler Murray. <laughs> that would How much be am I going to drink tonight, Luke, terrible. if we have Ty Summers covering that would be, Kyler Murray? That would, oof,
1: that'd be rough. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, Oren Burks is pretty much the only answer we have, realistically. Kamal Martin? Oh, wait. I don't know if he would have been the right kind of guy I, for that either. Let me just be salty. He's gone.
0: I know. But you know what? What about Isaiah McDuffie? Let's see what he can do.
1: I would love to see what he could do. Let's just put
0: him first assignment in a real game. Just go cover Kyler Murray. You can do it. (laughs) Irish last name. Maybe he's our lucky charm.
1: Boom. Spoiler alert. He would not be able to do it. Absolutely not be able to do it. Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. Have you seen his beard? It's pretty great, but it's Kyler Murray, man. He's got some, like, lumberjack strength going on. I hope he's got more than lumberjack speed. Lumberjack heart, too. Okay, well, how much does that help when Kyler Murray's just scampering right past you? And I believe scampering's the right word. Because that dude is 5'10 if he's lucky.
0: Oh, yeah. He real little. <laughs> right. And he's got a baby face, too, man. He does, which doesn't help. This, In, like, a super deep voice. Love it. This adult child is going to yeah. throw for, like, 400 yards on us tonight. Correct. Probably. Yep. So, you know, I think we should be wrapping up here because the game is starting soon. Yeah, we probably shouldn't miss kickoff. That would be rough. Let's not do that. <laughs> it would be. I think... This is going to be a tough one for us unless we really have some Janice esque performances. Even in that game, like our whole defense wasn't banged up. We had a number one corner. I think it was Casey Hayward at the time. I think we just need to find silver linings. You know, let's see who steps up. Let's see if any of our receivers step up. Potentially, if someone steps up and up like EQ, maybe we could use him as trade bait. Could be.
1: Could be. I think this game's all going to be kind of down to the run we're down wide receivers i i think we're gonna need to kind of control the ball control the clock a little bit we're gonna need a strong run game the opposite of what we saw last week
0: yeah i want some more aj dylan
1: absolutely i want a
0: redemption game i do A.J. not Dillon. want aj
1: dylan dropping the football though Mm-mm. no more fumbles
0: i think he got all of his fumbles out for the entire season i hope so and if he did that'd be fine it's gonna be fun to see too how jerry gray calls plays on defense the that would be coach. fascinating because I got to say, as much crap as I gave him, Joe Barry was really turning it up lately. He was. He was. So let's hope we don't do some like, bullshit cover three every time. I mean, you would think he would know better than anyone, right? I would hope so, but I've never seen him call plays. So I'm really
1: hoping he steps up, honestly. Fear of I mean, the unknown. I really like him as a positional coach. So I have hopes. Our DBs are good. I mean, when we have not Isaac Yadam out there.
0: Yes. Realistically,
1: like we develop DBs, we do, except Josh Jackson.
0: I'm sorry, Devin Quentin Rollins, Demarius Randall. All right, that's enough trauma. Right, one for of the those night. was a basketball player, <laughs> he had potential. Okay, covering skills made sense, put him in the slot, whatever.
1: Randall also became really good when they put him at safety in Cleveland, but he, he was
0: really this. good for like a year, bro, and then he busted out. That was one more year than we had. had
1: like, I don't think he was really good at like time.
0: three picks one year. He was something, okay. Final thoughts?
1: Uh, Yeah, there's a good chance we lose. I'm still, if it happens, I'm still going to be mad. I know we talked about silver linings. And like, you just, As long as we make it a game and people step up. No, I'm still going to be pissed if we lose. I'm just going to be honest about that.
0: Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of F-bombs flying in the Mueller household in about 15 minutes. But guys, yep. silver linings. Let's cross our fingers. Let's see how we do.
1: I'm hope, I'm hoping it's a good game. We get out of this. Weird things happen on Thursday night, as we all know. I know the Cardinals are going to be wearing some sweet unis. Ooh. Right? I think they're wearing black tonight. Ooh, I always love
0: black alternate jerseys. They're 0-7 in the black jerseys. Let's make it 0-8. Let's make it 0-8. It'll be pretty great. But okay. if we lose, I'm going to be irate. Okay. We got a little, little uh, side hustle there, guys. I can also rap <laughs> if you didn't know. All right. Yeah. That's enough of the show. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of South of the Chutter Curtain. We will be back next week. Have a good night. Go Pack Go.
1: Go Pat, Go.